Oh, hi, everybody. Welcome to Football in General. This is Rob Case. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, and welcome back to NFL Week 8. We didn't go anywhere from last week, so it's not like we left NFL Week 8 and came back. But um, I think it's fair to say, man, that NFL Week 7 was... Well, it's like if you took if you took your you, me and you and you put us in that Twenty Sixth Street Tavern in Wheat Ridge, Colorado, and uh, just <laughs> had a really good time. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, a, a lot of uh, a lot of fan bases got uh, you know some really unexpected upsets in Week Seven. Uh, it was not a good week for Pickums, but. Uh, but yeah, it was a pretty pretty fun week of football. Yeah, yeah. I, I always like seeing a nice little week like this because uh, we're so used to the, t- the dominant, sorry, the dominant teams being dominant and the bad teams being bad. And uh, it just gives me a little tickle every time I see um, some parody in the league. Uh, although I don't know if it's the healthiest thing ever. Um, do you feel like the league is in a good spot with some of the parody they have right now? Or is it a little too mediocre for your liking? No, I I actually do like this sort of thing. Um, you know, one of the one I I've said it before on this podcast, one of the best things about the NFL is is that you get to uh you get to believe that there's a chance uh especially going into any given season. Um and then even if you're not playing for a lot on the season, you get to believe any given Sunday uh your team can be the better team. And that's what we saw a lot of uh, on Sunday. Uh, saw it again Monday night. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that's also one of the things I do like about the, you know, at times it feels like it's going a certain direction where you, you know, beginning of the season, you already know who's going to be in championship weekend. Uh, and, and I don't want a league like that. You know, I don't want it to become... Uh, what I often criticize the NBA for being, which is just, you know, you know, whoever has the two biggest superstars, those are the teams you're going to see in the NBA finals. Um, but, uh, but football is not like that. It's much more of a team sport than any other sport I've ever seen. And uh, you get 53 guys to really believe in each other. They can go out there and they can be better for 60 minutes than, than the team that should win. Uh, and, and I love seeing that. Um, yeah, man. No, that, that makes sense. I mean, you know, given any day, any competition, any sort of level of uh, preparedness, any team can win. You, you like to hear it. But how dare you throw shade at the NBA? Because they listen. I know, I know. It's, all, it's terrible. And, and, uh, and I shouldn't talk about things that I haven't taken the proper amount of time to experience and understand, you know. Um, I'm sure I could become a real uh, homer for the right NBA team. Uh, just, uh, just hasn't happened. Well, you know, you get a, you're just really bitter because they passed up on you in the second round of the 20, <laughs> 2002 NBA draft. And I understand, yeah. man. You know, if it was either you or or Big Country Bryant Reeves, I mean, who who would you pick? You know, right? The guy, know. You know. I, I I look back on a lot of organized uh, youth sports, and I've I've always had my moments, uh, but never, never in basketball. I was just never good at it at any level in any capacity. <laughs> yeah, this this is coming from a, a side of jealousy and resentment, Trevor. I think you uh, I think you have some things to work on. Okay, instead of throwing the NBA under the bus. Right. Being a two superstar league, that's just that's just sick. Yeah, you know, I need disgusting. to I need to do the right thing and seek therapy instead of throwing shade at an entire uh, sport. <laughs> well, you know, you could do instead. I could make some gravy. Well, I wasn't going to get to that exactly, <laughs> but I think that most most people cope with a lot of their problems with thick substances. Some of them being the viscosity. Of motor oil, other other ones being uh, the consistency of a uh, paste, um, and some having multiple uses, uh, either drenched on a thick piece of meat, a pile of buttery mashed potatoes, and or sprinkled across your fancy football team week to week. Is um, am I getting am I getting to the point on this one? I think so. I think you're making your point well, beautifully. <laughs> 
Okay, well, I thought I figured as much. I thought this this point was uh, eloquent, if if anything put correctly. And let me tell you what, man, we got a packed week here. This is not powdered gravy you would get from like, you know, Nor or anything like that. This is this gravy is drippings that have been sitting in a pan for a bit. And I'll start off with a guy who, uh, well, let's be honest, Call, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three is coming out next week, and uh, I'm not sure how it's going to affect his availability moving forward, considering he's coming off an injury. But your boy. Kyler Murray um, is coming off the injury list in two weeks, and he's under the under the waiver under the radar. Easy for me to say waiver wire pickup because we don't actually know if he's going to play or what his capacity will be. However, um, there's reports that said he sh- he's playing with the the the, the ones uh, in Arizona right now and rostering 64% of leagues. He won't be playing against uh, this week against Baltimore, but. Look, if you're like me and your quarterback position's a complete disaster because you drafted Geno Smith and, <laughs> and uh, you know, you just don't learn from your mistakes year to year, of course. Um, you know, I think this, I think Kyle Murray would be a good pickup right now, man. Honestly, 64% of league still still available in. Eventually, um, once he gets off, off IR, he'll probably be 100%. So I think this is a good time to pick him up. Kyle Murray's a big ad, in my opinion. Big ad. Um... Moving on to a, another big ad, Daryl Henderson Jr., running back out of the Los Angeles Rams at Dallas this week, third in FPA, um, third best in FPA, I should say, against running backs for Dallas. However, um, number one running back in L.A., they run the West Coast offense, similar to what Mike Shanahan would run. And if we know anything, it's kind of a stable running backs come in and out. We talked about Royce Freeman last week, who we presumed was working at a food truck, who all of a sudden has a job. Um, rostered in 34% of leagues, Daryl Henderson Jr. I feel like we say his name every year. I could be wrong. I think so. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like he's he's a he's a frequent flyer on the on the gravy wire. Ooh, well that was strong. Um, not as strong as Pierre Strong Jr. Uh, he is running back for the Cleveland Browns, formerly the New England Patriots. Will be playing backup running back role in Cleveland. If we know anything about their offense, it's predicated on the run. No Deshaun Watson again this week. So, rostering 3% of leagues. Kind of a deeper cut for me, but an RB2 or 3, maybe a flex. Keep an eye on him. Um, 25 yards uh, against Indy in one quarter last week after Jerome Ford got hurt. And they've been splitting time, Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt has. Uh, if you have Kareem Hunt, then you're great. We'll get to him later. Uh, although, I think a nice little flex option if you need a running back this week. There are no bye weeks, by the way. Uh, no, by teams, I should say. So, like him. Um, here's a little, well, you know, there's going to be some debate on whether or not I'm a homer on this guy. But, you know, let's just call a spade a spade and say I am. It's Demario Douglas, wide receiver out of New England Patriots. 27th in FPA is Miami. I uh, was playing in the slot last week when Juju Smith-Schuster went down. Got 62% of snaps. 20 rushing yards, 85 in, uh, 65 in the air, 89 in total, I believe, and like about 15, 16 points in a PPR. Rostered in 2% of leagues. Demario Douglas, rookie, New England Patriots. Um, big fan, and especially if Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be out long-term. Uh, and honestly, wouldn't if I was New England, I wouldn't play him. But, you know, I'm not calling the shots in there yet. So, um, like him. And finally, I'm going to go with... Taysom Hill. Um, this is a guy that I actually t- do talk about every year, only because he can play in any given game, tight end, quarterback, wide receiver, running back, and in fantasy, he's a tight end. So Derek Carr's been hurt, um, banged up the last couple of games, and Juwan Johnson's going to be out the starting tight end for New Orleans. Rostered in 42% of leagues, Taysom Hill. And bound to get you passing yards, receiving yards, and rushing yards. So, um, looks good. And uh, he gets goal line carries, too. As a tight end. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Love that. Yeah, so that's the gravy, my friend. I I think we cleaned it all up. We're putting it in the container. We're going to put it away. Grandma might get it later. Look out. She's she's a feisty one. She likes to sneak some gravy in the middle of the night, if you know what I mean. So, moving on to... (laughs) The week eight games. Trevor, are you ready to talk about week eight? Let's do it. Let's do it. I am surprised, man. You're riding you're riding a high from week seven of Minnesota. I'm surprised you wanna you just wanna move on to week eight. 
<laughs> you know? Beat the best team in the NFC? You're just, no, but just, we want to see more dubs. That's what we want. Well, I'll tell you what. If there's any dubs that can be had this week, it's could be New England. It's New England Patriots at the Miami Dolphins. It's a nine-half-point favorite to Miami. It's over under 47. And let me tell you, man, if there's any bigger dub that than New England's had in the last three or four years since Tom Brady left, um, I think you would be hard-pressed to argue against the W they got this past Sunday in New England against Miami, uh, Buffalo in a comeback win, last-second touchdown, probably the most fun game I've watched um, a New England Patriots game, and probably since Brady. Actually, before that. It's probably 2018, Super Bowl year. Um, and at Miami, which is a place they don't usually play very well. However, Miami's kind of banged up. Tyree Kill will be playing, but will be limited. And... Um, yeah, it's a nine and a half point favorite to Miami. This is a steep, steep line, or is it? What what say you? Well, we we talk about uh, get right games. Uh, this feels a bit like a get bad game for the Patriots. I'm sorry. Uh, last week was an amazing upset. It really was. It was great. It was a division win. Um, it's hard to see it happening again this week on the road in Miami. Um, they do play really well at home. Uh, the nine and a half point spread for me is a little steep considering uh, what we've what we've seen out of the Dolphins lately. So I'm going to take the Patriots to cover. Uh, but I like the over on the uh, 47 and I like the Dolphins to win. Ouch. Well, that was quick. You didn't even like give me a little <laughs> bit more analysis. Just, just now they're gonna win. You just bury them. No, uh, I mean, I think I think they the suck. Dolphins are pretty stacked on offense. Um, I I think that they're, uh, you know, they they've shown some weakness with the with the defense there. Uh, they they kind of remind me of the the Vikings defense from the the last couple of seasons where they they look really good in their in their best moments but they just they do give up a lot of long drives, uh, and that's what the Patriots are going to do. They're going to try to keep the Dolphins' offense off the field and move the ball and, of course, score points, and I think that the Patriots will. Um, but at the end of the day, I like Miami to win this one, not by 9.5, maybe by less than a touchdown, uh, but I do think Miami's going to win at home. Well, here's our underrated stat here in this, this, um, this matchup, and so... Um, Miami, third worst in FPA against quarterbacks, third worst in FPA against tight ends. If you recall back in week two when I called this game, it was I said you have to start Hunter Henry. Um, he ended up getting 17 points that game. I think Hunter Henry is a great start in this game too. And Mac Jones, man, um, all he did was throw for 25 for 30, 280 yards and two touchdowns, including the game-winning touchdown last week. And I think um, QB2? Little round out the top twelve with Mac Jones. Don't hate to start this week. I like Mac Jones and Hunter Henry as your fantasy um, starters because you're going to start everybody else on Miami. I mean that's pretty obvious. But yeah, keep an eye on those two. Um, and maybe if they're they're available, pick them up. So the Los Angeles Rams at the Dallas Cowboys. It's a six point favorite. The Dallas over under forty five and a half. Um, yeah, is there been more of an inconsistent team this year than Dallas? I mean, what we what have we seen from Dallas has been certainly sort of odd. Um, coming off, of, they're on a bye last week, correct? I believe so. They're four and two. So let's just say it. they're on a bye last week. Going against the LA Rams, Dallas six point favorite, but this is this feels sort of like a trap to me, considering how good LA's passing offense has been and how banged up you know Dallas is in the secondary. So right, uh, uh, Tray- Trayvon Diggs is out. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, he's up for the season. Yeah, right. You got a couple other starters that are banged up. Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup. Eh. Right. So if if you're a real football eh? nerd, uh, this this looks like a pretty interesting game. Uh, both teams have a lot left to play for, uh, but uh, this this is a pretty good litmus test for either team. You know, the Rams, they need this win if they're going to, you know, get back to 500 and really try to make something happen this year. Um, and the same is for the, you know, the Cowboys, they're 4-2. Uh, uh, I think their record is a little bit better than what we've seen from them. 
and yeah, if they if they can't win this one at home, the Rams are not the best team. You know, they're not bad. Um, so yeah, these are both. Uh, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is both teams uh, need to be able to beat the team that they're playing if they're going to do more uh, than just you know maybe make the postseason. Uh, so, so this, this, this is an interesting game for me with, you know, I'm not a big Cowboys fan. I am a big Matthew Stafford fan. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying not to, I'm trying to be unbiased, but I, I do feel like picking the upset here. I, I think the Rams are, uh, playing really good right now. I think they're a little bit better than their record and yeah, the Cowboys secondary, uh, somebody like Matthew Stafford, who even today I think is a little uh, slept on in terms of what he can really do to a defense uh, when he's got a, a full complement of healthy, talented wide receivers. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm taking this is my first upset of the week, taking the Rams to win. Uh, I'm going to take the over on the 45 and a half. Uh, I just think that uh, uh, both these teams are going to be able to put up. Uh, points better than they can stop them. Um, so yeah, that's my first upset of the week. All right, wow. And uh, look for Jake Ferguson this week, tight end for the Dallas Cowboys, six worst in FBA or the Los Angeles Rams. Um, not a great sec, not a great secondary in terms of safety player, linebacking play. I know that's not technically secondary, but in this case, it's what we're going to call it. So um, when you're covering tight ends, um, moving on. To the the fighting Copple Vikings of Minnesota <laughs> at the Green Bay Packers. It's a one and a half point favorites in Minnesota, over under forty two. And if there's anything that we that Minnesota proved last week, not only are they uh, capable of winning against a good team, which they haven't showed in the last two or three years, but also that um, Jerome Addison's real. He's the real deal. You know, he's he's probably one of the best draft picks in this draft so far. Six touchdowns in the air, 400 yards, and kind of a game breaker, to be honest with you. Great chemistry with Kirk Cousins. Will that matter in a torrential downpour, however, at the end of October in Green Bay? A cold, rainy day in Green Bay. Will that matter? Right. So I think that's uh, I think that's probably why you're seeing it as such a close line. You know, one-and-a-half-point favor really isn't much of a favor. Um so, the uh, the Vikings, their the the strength on offense is definitely through the air, and that's going to be tough. In uh, what is it going to be like uh, forty degree rain? Uh, so it's 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 going to be the the weather and the home home crowd in Lambeau. That's going to be an equalizer. Uh, but you know, the the longer I watch Kirk Cousins, the more respect I have for how tough he is and how he really does uh, fight for four, four uh, sorry for four quarters. Um, that's really where I give us the edge here. I, I could, as a fan, give us an edge with coaching and and a few other things. But the the obvious advantage going into this game for the Vikings is who we have at quarterback. And uh, and I do think that, that Kirk Cousins is going to be the difference maker in this game. I like Minnesota to win uh, with a one-and-a-half-point spread. If I like them to win, I like them to beat that spread. I think they win by a field goal, maybe more. Um, the 42 over-under, I, I mean, the, the, the Vikings defense had their best game of the year last, last Monday night. But, uh, but the truth is I, I, like, I like the Packers defense more than the Vikings. Um, the Packers playing at home. I think they're going to be competitive. So I am going to take the over on this one as well. 42 feels a little low to me, even with the weather. Um, maybe even because of the weather, you're going to see some scoring on, on some big plays that just break free. Um, so I do like the over there. I like Minnesota to win this one on the road. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because with Green Bay's defense you said you like them more than you like the vikings um they do one of the worst rush defenses in the nfl that green bay has and a i'm sorry i'm trying to pull it up here third worst in fpa in terms of running backs um 700 yards on, on the ground six touchdowns not to mention some difficulty through the air with, with running backs man so if you got alexander madsen 
Um, homeboy doesn't really like to fall for yards. But I think this week um, we could see some sort of difference in terms of uh, production in the running back position. Uh, so I like Alexander Matson. I'm not sure who else plays running back in Minnesota. They only have like one. I don't think I've seen anybody outside of the backfield for Minnesota. Honestly. Well, and I'm, um, I'm embarrassed to say that I don't know his name. Uh, we had, uh, I'm assuming he's a rookie. We had somebody really kind of step up in that game Monday night. Uh, he's number like 31 or 32. I, I actually thought he was C.J. Ham at one point, but it was not C.J. Ham. Uh, so uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of opportunities for these young guys to uh, to to step up and get noticed. No doubt. So I, I like Alexander Madsen. He's a nice little play this week. And this next week, without without B. John Robinson, the Atlanta Falcons will take on the Tennessee Titans, a two and a half point favorite to Atlanta. Over under thirty five and a half. It's one of the lowest lines we'll have, uh, or over unders we'll have this year so far, if not the lowest. And really, to be honest with you, man, it's two teams that play pretty much exactly the same. Arthur Smith was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee for many for many years, and his system is completely derived from what they still run in Tennessee with Derrick Henry. And a little bit of rumblings this week that Derrick Henry could be on his way to Baltimore. Um, yeah, I saw that. Deadline approaches on Tuesday. So no B. John Robinson. Probably the friskiest team in the NFL, the Frisky Falcons. Trevor, how frisky are you for this game? You know... I, not at I'm all. not. I'm not that frisky <laughs> for this game. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm just not. I, I think. Uh, I think it will be close. I do like the Falcons to win. Uh, so with the two and a half point spread, I'm going to take the Falcons to beat the spread. Man, the Titans. They just don't look anything like they did uh, when they were making deep playoff runs every year, and uh, they're just man, nothing's working for them. I know they got a couple of wins, but at two and four. Things are looking bad, and uh, you know, even at home, I, I I do think it'll be a close game. But yeah, I agree with the uh, the odds makers on this one. I like Atlanta to win, thirty five and a half over under. It's it's too low for me. I got to take the over there. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely taking the over on that one. Okay, uh, you know it's yeah, it's a rough game. You, you'll catch it in a red zone and passing. And honestly, um, if it was me, sort of calling out any sort of fantasy relevancy here, Tyler Algier, love him. Big bruising running back, runs really hard, breaks a lot of tackles. Most tackles he broken in the league last year. Will be playing um, if he's a free agent. Pick him up. He probably won't be. However, good start this week against a kind of a brucked up Tennessee Titans defense. I feel like. Um, got a good defensive line, but they traded Will Compton this week to Philadelphia uh, and Kevin Byard. So, pretty vulnerable Tennessee defense. Um, moving on to the New Orleans Saints at the Indianapolis Colts. It's an even line over under 43 and a half. And Uncle Rico, man, keeps everybody in the game. Uh, and on the road, uh, New Orleans goes back to a dome. I, 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 you know, I see a little potential for a decent game here, man. There's, there's some fireworks that could happen with this team. Um, although Derek Carr is probably the most boring quarterback you'll ever watch, uh, at least he throws it to Alvin Kamara 14 times a game, right? Ha, so, ha. yeah, your analysis of this, uh, I don't know what this is. It's one of the more obscure games you'll probably see on the schedule this year. but Right. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's understandably an it's even line, uh, Man, uh, you know, if this was in New Orleans, I'd have a little easier time giving it to the Saints. Uh, the Colts, I'm not sure they have the same home advantage. Uh, I, I still, I think I have to give this one to the, yeah, I'm going with the Saints to win. Uh, so I like them to beat that even line. I don't think this game ends in a tie. Um I just think the the Saints have a little bit more stability with what's working for them. Um, the Colts, without their starting quarterback, uh, it's just they they feel a little vulnerable to me. I do like a lot of the things going on in in uh, Indianapolis. I think they've got a lot to build on right there. Um, but yeah, I, I like the Saints in this one. I I've been taking the over every game, but I'm taking the over on this one. Uh, I do think that the Colts are going to keep it pretty close. But uh, but I like the Saints to win this one on the road in a bit of a nail-biter. 
Uh, yeah, it's and you know, looking at anything relevant to this game in terms of fantasy, so we have some sort of um, bless you, some sort yeah, of sorry, uh, sorry to the listeners, but I'm gonna have That's to keep okay. doing that. <laughs> A uh, yeah, Indianapolis Colts allowed ten touchdowns on the ground this year, so um, yeah, Alvin Kamara is a must start. I don't know, Taysom Hill already mentioned it, goal line stuff. Gotta start him. Gotta 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 figure out a way to get Taysom Hill on your roster. So. Jefferson, the New York Bowl. I know you're you're waiting for this for years, months, minutes. <laughs> it's the New York Jets at the New York Giants. It's they're they're in New York. It's a three point favorite for New York Jets, three six and a half over under. And man, it's tough to, to imagine what the crowd will be like here. They're going to be split even, I'm sure. Uh, with a lot of fans traveling into the stadium from many parts of the New York region. And uh, you know, New York Jets coming off a bye. New York Giants coming off a big win. I, I, what what is what is this? <laughs> yeah, again, I, thirty-six mean, and a half over under. Uh, what what is this game? So this why, this, why this I feel I feel like it's going to be a pretty tough year for both of these teams. Um, you know the the Giants they they made it past wild card weekend last year. I'll never forget. Uh, and then you know the Jets. Uh, such high hopes going into this season with with having this great young defense, uh, young pieces on both sides of the ball, and then they get Aaron Rodgers, and uh, you know, I'll never forget the way their season started. Um, so th- this is an interesting matchup between two two teams that have already fallen way short, well short of of expectations on the year, and. Uh, I'm going another upset here. I think the Giants. Uh, I think the Giants oh. pull out the victory here. Yeah. Uh, oh. I, I, it's, it's it's not much of a home field advantage. They are technically the home team. Uh, right. But really, I just. Uh, yeah, I think I think they got a little momentum coming out of last week. I, I don't think it's going to translate into turning their season around. Uh, but I do like them to upset this weekend. So I'm taking the Giants to beat the Jets. Uh, the six, the 36 and a half over under, man. Uh, yeah, I... Uh, taking the under on this one. I think it's going to be ugly. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's fair. <laughs> um I mean, Tyrod Taylor is going to start a quarterback again this week for New York Giants. He seems to be playing better. At least it's mistake-free football. And he moves the ball a bit better than Daniel Jones did. So, look, um, it's a good call. It's not a, not a game I'll watch. <laughs> Unless you put a gun in my head or something. But, nonetheless, um, you know, looking at a fantasy relevancy here, folks, the New York Giants are the second-worst rush defense in the NFL. 857 yards, 172 attempts, eight touchdowns allowed on the ground. So Brees Hall is a must-start for me in this game. And I kind of like Tyrod Taylor. I didn't mention him in the, the gravy segment, baby, but you know you know, I got love for Tyrod Taylor. He's got the drip, the best drip in the NFL. And um, been, he just gets you 15, 20 points. I, there are a lot of good quarterbacks right now doing that, so I wouldn't hate him if you picked him up if he was a free agent in your league. Moving on. Um, this was one of my favorite, favorite rivalries of the 2000s. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Very physical, physical rivalry when uh, Tomlin, they had uh, Del Rio, at co- head coach in the 2000s, the Jacksonville Jaguars, a, and the 90s, right? Didn't they play a couple playoff games in the 90s, too? I well, think. I, think, but, uh, Jack- I think the last... Playoff yeah. game the Jaguars were in. Uh, they got knocked That's, out by the Steelers. That was uh, maybe uh, 2016. Not, not last year. No, no, they they lost. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was much more recent. But he, but uh, 2016. That, uh, they were okay. They were in the playoffs. They won a couple of games. They got beat by the Steelers. Yeah. Well, it's a two and a half point favorite Jacksonville and over under. 41, and honestly, man, there's not a hotter team in the NFL than Jacksonville right now. You know, no, other than they're on Philly. A, yeah. They're on a four-game win Pittsburgh. streak. Um, yeah. Four-game win streak might be the longest ongoing win streak right now. Um, mm. But, uh, but yeah, I, I like the Jaguars in this one. I do think it's going to be a tough game. Uh, the Steelers are going to play some good defense uh, the way that they do. But uh, ultimately... 
Uh, I like Jacksonville in the shootout. I think they've got too many weapons for the Steelers to keep up with. And Trevor Lawrence just coming into his own, playing some good football. Uh, so I like the Jags to beat the spread. And I'm definitely taking the over on the 41. There, there will be good defense in this game. But uh, both teams are going to put up points. I like the Jaguars to win, taking the over. Pittsburgh in the, the top, the bottom half, I should say, the bottom part of uh, our FPA for running backs. And so Travis Etienne is a big start for me this week, man. Travis Etienne, Calvin Ridley's kind of come on more on the sideline. And George Pickens all of a sudden is a home run threat. Um, I don't know who can cover him on Jacksonville, so I like those three guys this week for fantasy. Moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington Commanders. Seven-point favorites of Philly, over under 43.5. I'll put it quite simply, Trevor. Washington, one of the worst offensive lines you'll ever see. They've allowed 42 sacks in seven games so far this year. And we all know how good Philly is on defense in terms of rushing the passer. I'm surprised this is only a seven-point line. Um, <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure how this is going to work out for Washington. Not very well. And Sam Howell? Right. Oof. No, I, I agree with you on that line. That's why it's easy for me to take the Eagles to, to beat it. Um, I, I obviously picked them to win, uh, and I think they win by more than seven points. Uh, yeah, the Commanders, the man, the Commanders have uh, a pretty decent defense, in my opinion, but I think they're going to be tired by halftime uh, because the, the the Commanders' offense is kind of dead in the water right now, um, and yeah, the Eagles six and one. Uh, I think that they, they're going to take this game very seriously. It's a division matchup. They need to win this game, and I think that they will. And I think they win by 10 points. Um, the over-under, 43.5. You know, I'm, I'm going to take the under on this one. I just don't think the commanders are going to be able to put up much at all. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's a pretty lopsided uh, game. Uh, even with the Eagles putting up 30 points, I think I'm taking the under here. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a Philly, you know, look, man, it's a Washington defense. It's second worst in FPA against quarterbacks, regardless of how well they've been playing. You can't, I mean, if your quarterback gets sacked 43 times in six, seven games, you're going to be on the field a lot, you know. So I don't think it's necessarily their fault, like you were saying. But nonetheless, um, like them here. And Dallas Goddard coming on pretty strong in the last two games for Philly. So Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard, got to start him. That They should already be in your lineup. So moving on. Houston Texans at the Carolina Panthers, a three-point favorite to Houston. Overrider, 43-and-a-half. Like, put quite simply, um, bye week for, for Carolina. Hopefully they get some things figured out together. And bye week for Houston. So, rare that we get two teams coming off a bye. And um, it hopefully it bodes well for both rookie quarterbacks, man. It'd be kind of fun. This would be kind of a fun game to check out. You got the number one overall... Blah, 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 easy for me to say. The... One and two overall picks in the last draft, C.J. Stroud and C- and uh, and Bryce Young. You know, throw it on. No, th- this, this is, is a the fun future game. of our league right here. Uh, yeah, I think I think the Texas the Texans are a uh, fun team to watch every week right now. Uh, C.J. Stroud's playing great. Um, they're kind of uh, they they've been an underdog. They've been the ugly duckling of the league for a few years now. That I kind of you know, just instinctively root for him because uh, that, that's just the kind of fan I am. And uh, and they're a lot of fun to watch right now at 3-3. Three and three, uh, They're they're staying competitive. The Panthers, uh, you know, earlier in the season, they probably looked at this one and thought like, oh, we'll get a win against them. Uh, but I, I don't think so. I, I like Houston to win this one. Uh, I, I do like what Adam Thielen's doing in Carolina. Um, I'm, I'm sure you're going to mention that he's, uh, you know, the fantasy start for the Panthers, if, if there is one. Um, yeah, not, much, not saying much, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but no, I, I like the Texans in this one. I, I don't think that they're just going to dominate, but, uh, but I do like them to win. I like them to beat that three-point spread. And the, uh, the over-under... Uh, I am going to take the over here, but uh, unfortunately, the Panthers remain winless. 
Okay, and uh, you know, he, uh, Carolina won the worst rush defense in the NFL. I keep saying that, but it's just so uh, honest in this opinion. Route 11 rushing touchdowns on the ground, the highest in the NFL. So obviously, you start Damian Pierce. Um, Going to be a lot of goal line play there for Houston, so especially the rookie quarterback. You know, move the ball conservatively, get Damian Pierce in the end zone. Fantasy time, baby. Cleveland Browns at the Seattle Seahawks, a four-point favorite to Seattle, over under 38. Uh, no Deshaun Watson, uh, no Jerome Ford, David Njoku, questionable. Seattle um, just hasn't found their rhythm yet, man, but somehow like kind of limped in the 4-2. And, and here we are, one of the better better games in Week 8. Yeah, uh, yeah, these are some really interesting 4-2 teams. Because, uh, you know, at 4-2, Week 8, uh, you know, the sky's the limit if you can, if you can get – everything to, to gel. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Browns looking really depleted. Uh, yeah, I like the Seahawks to win here, but, uh, I'm going to take the Browns to cover that four point spread. I think, I think I like the Seahawks by a field goal. Um, so yeah, keeping it close. Uh, I do like the Seahawks to win this one at home and that 38, point over under yeah I, I gotta take the over there yeah hmm. <clears throat> no it makes sense um Seattle at home I like I said uh you know PJ Walker I mean came through in the clutch last week man I mean he played excellent you know down the stretch made some really great throws don't be surprised if they get a little scrappy best defense in the NFL Cleveland by far uh not by far sorry take that back but definitely <laughs> the best defense in the NFL so uh, speaking of oh, one of the better yeah. defense I mean, in the NFL, the, yeah. Sorry, just just watching tape no, no, on uh, on uh, uh, Miles Garrett from this season. Uh, oh, yeah. He's, he, he might be the uh, best defensive lineman in the league right now. Um, so right. I'm with you. Not by far, but uh, pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty. All right, uh, the Baltimore Ravens at the Carolina <laughs> Carolina, the Arizona Cardinals, a nine and a half point favorite to Baltimore, over under forty four and a half. I think we know where most of that spread goes to. Um, and Lamar Jackson had a nice little bounce back game last week on the road. The scrappy cards, um, pretty well coached. However, one of the hottest teams in the league, Baltimore. What do you think? I mean, I, I definitely take Baltimore to win this game. Uh, the nine and a half point spread doesn't seem like a lot. When when you look at their game last week, thirty five to nothing shutout. Uh, but this will be a road game. Cardinals playing at home. Uh, you know they don't have Kyler Murray back yet, so that they, they, you know it, it'd be a different line with them with him in it. But uh, yeah, definitely taking the Ravens to win. But uh, the you know the Cardinals, they're I know they're one in six, but I do think that they're better than that. Um, I like him to keep it a little more competitive than, than people are thinking. I'm going to take the Cardinals to cover that nine and a half point spread. I think the Ravens win by a touchdown. Uh, and I'm going to take the over on the 44 and a half. Hmm. <clears throat> Not much to say here. Um, one of the worst defenses in the NFL for Arizona. <laughs> uh, so it is what it is, you know, moving on. Oh boy. If you were up in the 1980s, you would have loved to see this matchup. I think we were clamoring for a Super Bowl for the, both these teams just to get it, but uh, it's going to be a little different this time around. Cincinnati Bengals coming off a bye at the San Francisco 49ers, a four-point favorite San Francisco, over under 43.5, and, and that's a very surprising line to me because I heard Brock Purdy isn't going to play. That is what I heard. So, if that's true, and we're going to just... No, he returned to practice this week. Uh, we don't know. Unlikely to play. Unlikely to play. So we get Sam Darnold, Taking on Joe Burrow, uh, no Debo Samuel, uh, potentially maybe Chris McCaffrey's a little banged up. Uh, Fred Warner got hurt uh, in the game on Monday night. I I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Four point favorite. I, I, that line could change. No, I, and it I should. I I would say I, that that line is a little bit of a head scratcher to me. Uh, 49ers playing on a short week. I guess the team yeah. coming off a bye. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you're, you've already gone over the injuries. Christian McCaffrey definitely uh, banged up after that game. 
So uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go upset here again. I'm gonna take the Bengals. Uh, yeah. I think they're healthy. I think uh, you know you just got the formula from Monday night for how to beat this team. The 49ers. Uh, it's been said that they're a team that needs to play with the lead, and uh, for the first time this season, they did not score first in their game. And and look how it went. They they just they never took the lead back. Um, they they never had the lead on Monday night. Um, so I think the Bengals come out swinging, and if they get out in front of this banged up 49ers team, uh, they can absolutely take it. And that's that's what I'm predicting. I think the Bengals win this one on the road. Uh, they improve to four and three, stay competitive, stay in the race. Uh, 49ers are not down and out, but they're down right now. Uh, and I think it's going to be another rough week for the 49ers. Uh, 40, 43 and a half. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take the over on that 43 and a half. Okay. Don't look now, but the AFC North is the best division in football. So, there you go. Um, yeah, there it is. And honestly, good good start Jamar Chase here. Uh, I mean, you would not play him anyway, but uh, I think San Francisco, a little, little overrated in the secondary. They get a lot of pressure. Uh, but we saw what happens on Monday night. Even guys like Brandon Powell were making plays in Minnesota. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know. No, so you're absolutely that's, right. That's, they, they, the without Justin Jefferson, uh, and with with still not much of a run game, the the Vikings right. really picked them apart. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos, a seven point favorite to Kansas City. Over under 47. I think your nose, Trevor, tells us everything we need to know about this game. <laughs> so, um, it, you know, Kansas City is just lights out in mile high. And they have been since Mahomes has gotten there. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what you really want here. It's the worst defense in the NFL against the best quarterback in the NFL. And right. Taylor Swift will most likely be getting a sweep in Denver. So, Oh, Jesus. What, yeah. What, what do you, what do you want? I mean, did you hear the stat the other catch Travis Kelsey 125 receiving yards a game, seven catches, averaged with a touchdown a game when Taylor Swift's in attendance? I mean, come on, dude, the Riz is through the roof. You got the Riz, okay? And <laughs> what do you want from this game? You know, Denver can't keep up with Kansas City. No, no, and they they played a good game last week, uh, beaten. You know, I I honestly do think that the Packers are a better team right now. Uh, the Broncos played all four quarters, came away with the win. Hats off to them. Um, I heard something interesting on on Denver Sports Radio today. I can't remember the exact uh, metric, but the uh, the most consecutive losses from one team to another currently belongs to the Bills, losing so many in a row to the Dolphins. Uh, Way back in the day, um, but uh, the Broncos are flirting with with uh, taking that accolade, uh, and I think they get a little bit closer to that this weekend. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win. Uh, it's going to be cold. It's uh, it's still an outdoor field at Empower Field, and uh, I think the forecast is like like thirty degrees with a chance of snow. Um, so it's, it's going to, you know, the weather's going to be a bit of an equalizer. The, the altitude always is, but, uh, but even so I like the chiefs to win this one, you know, the spread, I think, I think teams are playing the chiefs pretty close lately. Uh, obviously they've got an amazing quarterback, uh, and a great coach, um, but uh, but I, I don't actually think they have, like, one of the strongest rosters. Um, the defense isn't bad, but it's not great. Um, I'm not going upset here, but I'm taking the Broncos to cover that seven points. I think that they're going to give the Chiefs Ooh. a bit of a scare. Uh, it's going to be cold weather, man. It's going to be... All right. Uh, and, and, you know, the Broncos, something, something has sparked... With that team, they it had to for them to win the way they did last week. So I think they play a good game here. I think Kansas City survives. 
but I like the Broncos to cover it and uh, taking the under on that 47. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I, I, you know, I think maybe Denver Sports Radio's gotten to you. That's it. If there's something in the water you know, I, over there. I, I, I put them it. on for today for the first time this season. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> things are, I things think you've got changing. everything you need to hear. Right. The times, they are changing. And um, this Sunday night football game, man, should be changed. However, that's what we're going to get anyway. It's an eight and a half point favorite to L.A. Over under 46 and a half is Chicago Bears at the L.A. Chargers. Tyson Banyer. Uh, that's how you say his last name, Bag, Bagnet, uh, Bagnet, it's Bagnet, um, is, uh, well, I don't really know what to say about him. He looks like the Eminem version of an NFL quarterback. So that's what we got here. Um, and, you know, it was, but, but we, we got to see it. We got to see it. And there's, there's no reason Chargers should not win this game. They should win this game. Um, and if they don't, Brandon Staley should be fired. It's really as simple as that. Yeah. You know? I mean, this... This is a real, yeah. This is a real ugly matchup between a couple of two-win teams. Uh, the Bears, they, and the Bears are so up and down. And they were up last week. They, uh, who they beat? They beat Las Vegas last week. Um, not, not an incredible feat. You know, Las Vegas being not one of the best teams, but still, uh, did not see that coming. Uh, but I haven't seen the Bears do that two weeks in a row yet. So I definitely like the Chargers here. Um, yeah, that defense for the Chargers has not been playing up to their potential, but this is a chance for them to really go out and control the game. Uh, and I love Justin Herbert. I do. I think he's, uh, he's an amazing young quarterback. Uh, really, really tough guy. Uh, if, if you watch him every week, you know just how tough he is. So yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers here. I think Staley holds on to his job for for a little while longer. But uh, ultimately, uh, yeah, this is kind of like the Giants Jets game. These two teams have already completely not delivered this season. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the Chargers at home here. The eight and a half point spread. That's tough. I'm going to take the Bears to cover the spread. Uh, just because the, I mean, the Chargers, let's be honest, the Chargers are a lot better than the Bears, but they've not played like it this year. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that's what we're going to get more of. I think the Chargers will win. Uh, and I think the Bears will be competitive for four quarters. Um, I think we're going to see some real ugly football in this game. Uh, mm -hmm. but, uh, but I think, I think the Chargers get the home win here. Uh, and I am going to take the over on the forty-six and a half. I do think it goes over, but uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't think the I don't think the Chargers win by more than a touchdown. Look, man, it's the, the Chicago Bears were like one of the worst teams in the NFL against running backs in terms of FPA. But also, look, look at this stat: one hundred thirty-nine carries, five hundred yards, four touchdowns allowed to running backs. 40, tar 40 catches on 52 targets to running backs, 400 yards, and four touchdowns allowed to running backs. So in total, that's, if you do the math, which I'm not great at, but eight touchdowns, almost 1,000 yards in total scrimmage allowed to running backs alone. So Joshua Kelly, you got your Austin Ecklers of the world who most likely be playing, half stardom. Um, Joshua Kelly is a, I think he's a waiver wire pickup, and I should have mentioned him earlier, but available in, Probably a lot of your leagues um, keep an eye on him in case Austin Eckler gets hurt, or if he's just they're just playing him more because he's fresher than Austin Eckler. They want to keep him fresh for the season. It's just not a good, just not a good defense. And Chicago Brisker is not going to play. There's a couple other pieces missing for Chicago. I, I don't know, man. Don't you know the only thing that's entertaining about him is that they got a guy that looks like Eminem. That's all they got. And DJ Moore, you know, I feel bad. And Deontay Foreman went off for his one game of the year last week. So. I don't know what to say, you know, about the Chicago Bears team. But I do know what to say about this game. It's our last one. It's the Las Vegas Raiders at the Detroit Lions. It's Monday Night Football. It's an eight-point favorite Detroit, over under 46. And if you're trying to tell me there isn't a scarier place to have Halloween than Detroit, Michigan, I think you might be lying to me. You know, so so this is where we're this is what we're doing for Monday Night Football. And um, Jimmy G's back, and you know, he's a he's a Michigan. Uh, 
he, he, that's where he grew up, and yeah, here we are. So, all right. Well, right, well I, I like Detroit. Right here. Yeah, I like Detroit yeah. in this game. I think it's a get-right game for him. It was a real weird uh, game last last week, seeing them get shut out on the road. Uh, but I, I think Dan Campbell is going to get these guys to bounce back. Uh, you say Jimmy G's back. Uh, I'm not sure that's a good thing or not. It's Jimmy G. Um, but uh, but I, I like the Lions a lot in this one. I think they beat that eight-point spread. I think they really pull away in this game in the second half. Uh, I'm going to take the over on the 46. And I just I think this is going to be a monster game for Jared Goff. I do. Uh, so, yeah, I like I like the over. I like Detroit to beat that eight-point spread. A monster game for Jared Goff and Jameer Gibbs as Oakland, or Vegas, I should say, is one of the worst teams in the NFL against running backs. I keep saying this stuff, but it's true. They're terrible. Um, so Jameer Gibbs, starting for David Montgomery this week, had 23 points last week against Baltimore um, in, a, in a blowout. I, I could see him doing the same thing this week, 23 points, and finally lives up to his potential. So that's all we got, man. That's all we got. <laughs> Anything for the fans for week eight? Oh, I just want to apologize for all the nose blowing you guys have been listening to. I, I, uh, I really hope I don't. I'm not coming down with something. It's uh, Halloween weekend, and I got big plans. But, uh, but those plans include football. Uh, I'm, oh. I'm going to a uh, a Colorado School of Mines home game. The uh, Ore Diggers are undefeated right now, on their way to their uh, second consecutive and second ever. Uh, national championship, I'm hoping. Um, national championship game. We didn't win last year. Game. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I should be, you know, try to stay warm. But I'm 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 planning to be in attendance for the uh, uh, Broncos Chiefs game on Sunday. So so even though it's Halloween weekend and I've got some costumes planned, uh, it's definitely a football weekend for me. I'm very excited. Nice, nice, man. It's a football weekend for everybody. If you dress up as your favorite team this weekend, I don't know how you dress up as the favorite team. Like, not specifically a player, but like, I'm a Detroit Lion. Like, what does that well, even mean? It's I, funny you would say that because uh, I'm definitely I'm uh, sure. busting out the uh, Cowardly Lion costume this weekend. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. You could be a Detroit Lion then, for sure. Uh, if you're a Chicago Bear, you're a, uh, probably starving. Um, if you're a Green Bay <laughs> Packer, you have, you might have, you, you might resemble a, a urinal. Um, but, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of potential for some nice costumes weekends for any NFL fans. And until then, you know, man, it's going to get kind of spooky out there. Um, you know, never spooky here. However, all the takes are legitimate. None of them are fueled by any ghosts or poltergeists or anything else. In fact, the whole library, none of it is, uh, is, is, is tainted. By any sort of issues, I swear. Uh, but, you know, uh, until next week, man, week nine. It's crazy to think that we're already halfway through the NFL season. Sad to say, but this is really where it picks up and you get some really good football and defense and tackling and things that we love. The fundamentals come back because they have time to work on it. Well, until then, man, our fundamentals will be back on the show and uh, the airwaves will be clouded with plenty of fundamental talking about football. So. Until until then, we're out. <laughs>